Hey guys, you're listening to Michael Cudlitz play Abraham Ford, or I did play Abraham Ford in The Walking Dead until I got my brain smashed in. You're listening to Walkers and Talkers with, uh, alright, who's Brody? Who's Jamie? Alright, who is Brody? Who's Jamie? Well, I'm Brody, and that's, that's Jamie. Hi. Well, that was Michael Cutlets. You're like, why'd you play the Michael Cutlets ID? First of all, it's funny. That's <laughs> why we played it. Uh, but news came out that he's going to be directing an episode of The Walking Dead this season. That's so cool. Most likely he'll give away what happens in the episode like he did that he was going to be in a flashback scene in Spoiler. season seven. Yeah. Which he denied. He did. Yeah. <laughs> See, he said he would be in another episode after he died, but what he meant was he wouldn't be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he said would. But he meant wood. He meant wouldn't. <laughs> See, that. hope that clarifies everything. <laughs> That's for a few people. All right. Well, welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 113. When I asked Jamie what episode it was, her one job. I know, I know. She said it was 111. <laughs> we did that one already two weeks ago. Now, for you, this is episode 110. Oh, man, we're still keeping track of that. Yeah, you're still three episodes behind. <laughs> oh. And you can't catch up unless I don't do an episode. Well, I can't do it without you. But you still would have missed three episodes. You'll never get those three episodes back. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if you're new to the podcast, I'm David Brody from Elvis Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light FM in New York. Hello. If you're a Preacher fan, we will be doing our Preacher feature, breaking down yep. the latest episode of Preacher, but we also have a lot of The Walking Dead news. I had an interesting The Walking Dead world Twitter uh, happening. I'll tell you that later. Oh, okay. Get into that. So, uh, a lot going on, a lot of rumors and speculation. People are still wondering what's going on with Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Um, according to spoilingthedead.com, I don't use this. Now, this is not a spoiler, it's more of a thing that people think may happen. Okay. Okay. It's a theory. It's a theory. I don't do spoilers. There might be a second time skip this season. <gasps> so, we talked about there'll be a, like a roughly one and a half to two year time skip. Yeah. When we, the baby's born and whatever else happened. New members and living people living there that we had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I maybe somebody's died in the past two years. We don't know what the time script will time uh, skip will show. But they're saying the second time skip may be like five years. What? Oh my gosh, that's uh, wow. And they say that that's maybe when the whispers come into play, which seems like a long time. <sighs> Yeah. So they don't they run into any bad guys in five years yeah, or seven years? Five, yeah. Or five plus two is seven? And, and And the actors are all going to age? So I don't know mm-hmm. about that. Here's what I do know. The actor who plays Ben, who's the brother of... Henry. I'm so sorry. Oh. The actor who plays Henry. Oh, yes. He's the brother of the actress who played... Uh, uh, look, Sophia. Li- Sophia or Lizzie? Sophia. Sophia. I actually just met little Henry a couple months ago. I have my picture with him. Well, good. He's so cute. Well, he's going to be off the show. Oh, no. Because the time skip will make him much older. And so we talked about how that character would take over some of Carl's role in the show. They're going to replace him with his older brother. Oh, my God. So every kid has been on the show? So the third kid in the family will be on the show. Wow. I've met I've met their parents too. The dad's nice and to my knowledge, they will not be on the show. Yeah, no, not that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little little information there. That is a fun fact. Uh, It is. It's it is fun. Yes. Let's just think about that for a minute. That's pretty freaking awesome. Like all three of your kids are on the Walking Dead. I mean, yeah, bragging right. Um, and and he's not going to die. He's just going to get aged out. Wow. 
Sister died on the show. Spoiler. Yeah. Hey, Vet Nicole Brown, we talked about how she was filling in at Comic-Con mm-hmm. with Chris Hardwick on a couple the of the panels. panels. Yep. Comic-Con starts this weekend, right? I believe so, and the yep. cast of Preacher is going to be there, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, Nicole Brown will be replacing Chris Hardwick as interim Talking Dead host as uh, AMC continues their investigation into Chris Hardwick's accusations from his former girlfriend. So they think this will go all the way into October? Well, we don't know. Here's what, oh, here's what they're saying now. Uh, she will step in as interim guest host of the Walking Dead season nine preview special, which is August fifth. Mm, oh yeah, they always do a couple of those. Yeah, and then Talking Dead when it returns following the premiere of uh, part two of the season of Fear the Walking Dead, August twelfth. So oh, the fifth for gotcha. the preview, okay, twelfth for Fear. Yes. Uh, however, some Talking Dead fans supporting Chris Hardwick with a Stand with Chris movement. The petition online is currently at forty thousand signatures. Close to it. Mm-hmm. So just if you're interested in that, just uh, Google Stand With Chris. Yeah. You, you know, Google it. Come on. <laughs> the Walking Dead uh, casting announcements have been released. Who's coming to the show? Ooh. Deaf actress Lauren Ridloff to play Connie in season nine. Now, you're like, why do you have to mention she's deaf? Well, because Connie, in the comic book, uh, she's part of a group of five survivors that come from Washington, D.C. with Magna, Magna's girlfriend. We'll talk about her in a minute. Five of them. Uh, some of them are still alive in the comics. Okay. Connie is not deaf in the comics, but she will be deaf on the show. show. Okay. So sort of like the walking deaf. I'm assuming oh. if you're deaf, you didn't hear me say that, but I didn't mean it to be oh. offensive. I'm just saying that's what people are calling it. Okay. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. That's what they're saying. That's what they are saying. They're saying. Right. And by them, I mean, I think it was just me just now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, now, it, it'll be interesting because they say she reads lips on the show and she'll be able to tell body language from people and... That but, would be a really interesting element. I like that. Yeah, but That's I, very I, cool. I guarantee there'll be a scene where she doesn't hear a walker coming. Oh, my God. Well, ugh, probably. So that, or, you know, yeah. deaf is not probably a... That's know, not a good thing in the zombie apocalypse. Well, it's a, you know, a challenge, uh, even without a zombie apocalypse, so it probably is more of a challenge. Well, did you see A Quiet Place? No. Oh, you didn't with Jim from The Office? I know who's in it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, his daughter I just see is, it. is deaf in the movie, and it's really difficult for her sometimes because there's like these big creature things, not to give it totally no, away. No, I know, I know but, what the whole plot is. Yeah. But, but that's good if she doesn't make noise. I she mean, doesn't she make noise, but she doesn't always hear it coming, so. Mm. Well, don't say too much. I'm done. Now, this I'm excited about. I'll give you two. A couple more casting bits. Eleanor Matsura. I'm approximating the casting, uh, her name pronunciation. She'll be playing uh, Yumiko, uh, who is uh, Magna's girlfriend. Okay. Zach McGowan, if you know who he is, is rumored to be playing Beta, who is uh, a rather large uh, member of the Whispers, second in command. Okay. And and, uh, this story came out. The Walking Dead adds Fantastic Beasts star Dan Fogler. If you've seen Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, or the uh, upcoming uh, sequel, Crimes of Grindle, uh, Grindelwald. He, uh, he's the fat guy. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. Yes, he is. Oh, I, I like. Oh, I, I approve. He's very. I mean, right. he. Had me I know. I know his character's name isn't loud. the fat guy, but he, yeah. I'm just making it easy for everybody. He had me laughing out loud. He's adorable and funny and you charming, just love and him. you feel sad for him and happy, and he's yeah. great. So he, we oh, don't. Yay. We do not know what his role will be. Very how long cool. he will last. Uh, if there's a fat character in the comic, or a, a, a rotund character in the comics, maybe that's who he's playing, but nobody's saying who he is. Um, federal, a- oh, let me skip that. Gail Ann Hurd, executive producer who moved from The Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead, she liked one of my tweets this week. And <gasps> oh, it, it was a non a non-Walking Dead tweet. Get out! I made a political joke tweet, and <gasps> she liked it. 
Now, the odds of that are astronomical. How did she find it? It was trending. Not my tweet, but the topic I was trend. You know, I so if you look at trending Seems tweets, fancy. So I I immediately wrote back. I said, "Thank you for the like. Love your show. Wow. And uh, we do a podcast. Here's the link. Love to have you on someday. She's in New York. Wow. So if you know Gail Ann Hurd, she seems super sweet. Or Glurd. We saw her on the red carpet in L.A. We did. We didn't get a chance to talk to we her. We did not. But... So here's Gail's chance to talk yeah. to us. Come on, Gail. Come on, Gail. Uh, federal agents mad because I'm flagrant. Uh, they're using the Walking Dead uh, torture song against ICE protesters. I'm not um, taking a side in this, just reporting the story. Protesters camped outside the Portland headquarters of U.S. Immigrations and Customs last week, and they started playing Metallica to get rid of them, to oh, annoy that's them. that's not going to work. That didn't work. People so, like it. People like Metallica. By the way, yeah. when you sent me this story, I was laughing out loud. Yeah, so this, this is, is this too is, damn funny. This is, the sto- this is what they played. To annoy them. Now that sounds more upbeat. Exactly. Is that the actual version from the, from the TV show? Yes, it's the actual version. So that's the music they played to Daryl when he it's was in super upbeat. captivity. <laughs> yeah. I have to say... They did that for, I think, 10 hours on a loop. Oh, my God. As much as I may or may not believe in whatever cause I might be protesting. I'd have to leave. I might have to leave. I would have to go. You're like, no, I, we demand justice. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> okay, let those people fend for themselves. Oh, I gotta go. That you know? is so funny. Oh, they're taking away our rights. We gotta, as Americans, we gotta go. see why you should be on uh, suddenly, I don't care so much anymore. <laughs> oh, man, I laughed so hard at that story. You know, family oh, members and free. that was great. For you have to let free, Jimmy. I can't. <laughs> you see why you should. All right, Jimmy, you're on your own. Oh, man. Yeah, that's. That, re- was, a, that was a gem. So I assume they were, either they have kids who heard the song or they're fans of The Walking Dead. All righty. Um, Fear the Walking Dead, season four, part two trailer comes out tomorrow, which in this case is. July 20th, Friday. Yes. I guess at Comic-Con they're releasing it. And finally, in the world of walkers and talkers, Dominic Cooper, who of course plays Jesse. Jesse Custer. Jesse Lange. Leonge. Leonge. Custer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's British. Yes. And he uses his British accent or his regular accent. In the new movie, Mamma Mia, here we go again. He's so cute in it. How great would it be if he had the uh, Genesis power in Mamma Mia? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know they dated in real life? The cast of the group ABBA and uh, no, Dennis Cooper? No, Dominic Cooper Dominic and Cooper? Amanda. Seyfried? Freed. Say- and they fell what, in love name? on the- Amanda Seyfried. Freed. Right? Seyfried, yeah. Freed. Yeah, Freed. No. Seyfried. Freed. What, what is happening? You're telling me to do it. I'm doing it. Oh, stop. I got it like 10 minutes later. So they fell in love like in the first movie together. And then they did the sequel and they had been broken up for quite some time. They were on and a break. They, and they had to do, she's married now with the baby. And then they had to do this movie all lovey-dovey as a couple. And they were oh. real life exes. If I'm the husband, I'm not happy about that. Uh, I wouldn't be happy, you know. But he, he still loves Tulip. Yeah. We're doing a lot of crossovers here. 
So what what age do you think he changed his name to Custer on the show? From Leonzel? I would say probably in his 20s. The minute he got out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Preacher, season three, episode four. Did you like it? I love it. The, I don't know the actor's name that plays young uh, Jesse. He's so good, though. I mean, yep. he really, I'm impressed. Like, he's awesome. I forgot something. What'd you forget? Always be the preacher theme. They played it last night. Now, am I mistaken? Has it been the theme all season? I feel like they sometimes do it, sometimes don't. I feel like they heard me complaining about it and you agree with me. Season two was weird and short. I don't know. They played this last night and I I was like, yeah! That's what what it needs to be. I watched it the episode last night. I was so far behind. Yeah. It happens. It was so. uh, Did you. So you liked the episode? I really did. I thought it was great. I really did. Here's what I did. So, you know, we love The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. And Preacher is one of those shows we tell people they have to watch, right? We do Walkers and Talkers, and we say it's Preacher Feature, but the podcast is called Walkers and Talkers. Yes. And I feel like some of our audience like, ah, we don't watch Preacher. And then there's some people I told you they listen because they just like our- Our banter. Our banter. Thank you. So as I'm watching it last night, I thought, now, is this show really good, or is it because we do the podcast and because it's on when the fear shows aren't on, so we do it to fill time? And I got to say, I was reminded again last night why I watched the show. When it's over, I'm like, no, 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 no. I want more. This season so good. especially, I'm the, the, freaking loving so it. So good. I, and plus, I get to come in here every week and say, L'Angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just L'Angel. L'Angel. So they have like a New Orleans thing, a Texas thing, and, you know, it's like, Jessica Custer. They got so much going on. Yeah. Oh, by the way, fun fact, I was just watching uh, World War Z the other day, which right. I know came out a while ago. Right. And I hadn't seen it in a really long time. There was a scene where Brad Pitt made it to wherever he was at in the science lab trying to make a uh, a remedy against the zombies. And it was Tulip in the lab. She gave wow. him the shot. Now in, I was like, it, hey! Now, in the in the TV show, in this movie, Ruth Nega. It, it, yeah, is, is her name uh, Tulip? Uh, no, it's not. I don't is, remember, is her, but she had a British accent. Is Brad Pitt's character's name Léangel? Léangel, it was Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it was what? It was just Jerry. Oh. But I was like, oh, I, I didn't even, you know, I saw it so long ago, I wouldn't have known who she was then, but I'm like, oh, there's Tulip. And she had pretty big scenes with uh, Mr. Pitt. So I thought nice. that was kind of cool. Hmm. And those, man, compared to The Walking Dead, I mean, those zombies book. Like in twenty eight days later, they they can run, they can climb, they run on top of each other, they go at like lightning speed. So very interesting contrast just to watch that versus right. our show. Now, what did you say Brad Pitt's character's name was? Jerry. Oh, hey, this is Cooper Andrews, <laughs> Jerry from The Walking Dead, and you are listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> By the way, we only do this podcast for the IDs. Yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> All right, let's talk about The Tombs, episode four. Starts off in hell. Yes. A prison guard comes to a cell, and uh, it's the cowboy cell. I, I know it's All, all Saints Killer. is his full name. We call him the cowboy. It's easier. Uh, and you can see, when he looks in the window, he's once again reliving the nightmare of the his family dying and the bird pecking, pecking at the... Pecking. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch season... One. Uh, two. One and two? two. Yeah, one yep. and two. One, Mostly one. Yeah. Uh, he takes the cowboy. He goes, we have to go somewhere. And he takes him down an elevator. Takes him in an elevator down to hell. Below whatever their prison cells are. It was like negative nine. Is that what yeah, it like said? Yeah, like sub hell. Yeah. Pots, pans, hosiery, Satan. Um, 
He very calmly walks over fire and lava like he's just not like scared. Badass, yeah. Doesn't tell him what he's doing, where he's going. He just assumes. Satan's on the phone making deals. I couldn't necessarily make out what Satan was saying. Something about a suit and a fair deal, both yeah. sides, you know, whatever he was saying. I'm sure it was funny. Yeah. Um, he sees the cowboy and refers to him as the biggest, baddest son of a bitch in hell. <laughs> Well, and then there's a hot girl in there. He refers to as Sydney, the angel of death. Yeah. Hey, well, if you got to go, she's hot. <laughs> he asks, no, I didn't get this. I'm allowing you to tweet me if you understand the joke because I didn't get the joke. But today's Thursday the 19th. Yes. You got till the 20th. I love how you put a time Hold on, on it. Because <laughs> our listeners of all my podcasts, I, you know, I don't know when you're going to listen to this. Yeah. By the 20th, see if anyone else has responded to this question. So I, you don't have to, it's like the 20th person. Yeah. But if you know it, help us out. And I don't mean to make rules. I'm just saying you don't have to worry about it is what I'm saying. Yeah. So he says, where's the cowboy from? And Sydney says, midnight runs. Right? Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't seem to get the joke and goes, oh, never mind, moments passed or something like that. So I don't know what that interplay was. Uh... I got me. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't get it. I don't even remember that part, but... Maybe I was imagining it. Uh, Satan tells him, uh, tells the cowboy, your breakout that when you left with uh, the two angels. Yep. uh, What were their names? Oh, Lord. Fury and... Oh, uh, yeah, Fury and... uh, The other guy. The other guy. All right. Yeah, yeah. So when they helped cowboy get out, he says, I I know what you did. He goes, but uh, that was great for you. You got out. You you know, you did what you got to do, but that was a problem for me. He says, that's bad for me. It was good for you. It was bad for me. He says, you know, God's gone. Well, I've got big plans, but my reputation needs to be good if I'm going to carry out my plans. So I'm going to need to make him, I'm going to need you to make amends. Cowboy didn't say anything, of course, because he doesn't talk. doesn't say anything ever. talk. Yeah, sing a song or something. Sing a song. <laughs> be nice if he did something. Yeah, uh, it's a man of few words. You know, I have to say, if he was going to sing a song, I would have to imagine... It would, would be. You can't not be happy. How funny it would it be on. as an AMC crossover oh if somebody God. in hell was listening oh to that song? Oh my God, that would be. A little Easter egg. That'd be great. Such a great Easter egg. A genius Easter egg. Yeah. Oh my God, they need to do this now. Right. Somebody needs to do that. I love that. So That's when the they do it, idea. they heard it here. Okay. Best idea ever. I love that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, so, uh, Cowboy doesn't say anything. Then Two Chains, not the rapper, Two Chains. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Two Chains come down from the ceiling. (laughs) And they, they, this, this spikes in the end of the chains. They go through his hands. Yeah. And they pull his arms up. Whip him up. And he's now strung up by his hands. Doesn't make a sound. Doesn't even flinch. Doesn't flinch. Um, Sydney, your angel of death, starts whipping his back. No reaction. Then the credits roll. So that all happened for the credits. Yes. Come back from the commercial. Tulip is holding a gun on Madam Boyd, demanding an answer on how to break the spell on Jesse. L'Angel. <laughs> uh, Madame tells her he, she isn't going anywhere. You're not getting out of here. Gates come down on all the windows. So Tulip takes an automatic rifle. This is this scene was sick. Could it happen though? Again, if it was a gun that just shot, it was semi-automatic. I don't. Don't don't tweet. Okay. Yeah. It was a gun that went boom 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 boom. Uh, she, she shoots the floor out around them. And they're like, boop, right and through the floor. And Ma- Madam Boyd says, you're a crazy bitch. And she goes, ain't I, though? <laughs> oh, my 
God. Julep does not care. No. Honey Badger don't care. No, Honey Badger don't care. <laughs> they fall through the floor, and then her men come busting in with guns. Too late. They're on the motel floor below. Crazy. All right. Uh, flashback to the tombs back in the day. Young Jesse leads the fight as the ringmaster with the top hat. The winner of the fight for your soul. They're fighting to get their souls back. Yep. So these are all the people that uh, uh, Madame... Miss Marie. Miss Marie took their souls and sent them to the tombs. And if they win the fight to the death, they get to fight Jody to the death, and then they get their souls back. Of course, Jody, as we know, is superhuman, and uh, he destroys them. So uh, everyone's placing their bets like a chicken fight, and uh, young Jesse goes to TC because... They're dead. Jody killed the winner. Man, TC was even creepy back then. He's so freaking creepy. He tells he TC, I crawl. need two more fighters. Now, did it... So he pushes a button. Oh, and yeah. And these... Uh, an endless supply of soulless zombie people. Yeah. With, uh, like, a, a, a chain around their neck. chains around their neck. Now, did it remind you of anything? It reminded me of a conveyor belt... At a dry cleaners. Oh yeah, De- yeah, like yeah, it goes back in and comes around. Right, yeah. so they're wa- they, and it's dragging them by their necks, and they're like, and they all want to get out because being chained by your neck in that room, and so they're all like, pick me, I'm ready, pick I'll fight, <laughs> because they want at least a shot. They don't realize Jody's going to kill them no matter what. Yeah, and so they want a chance to get their souls back and get the hell out of there. So there's people begging, and one guy's like, I'm ready, and like, you haven't been here long enough, shut up. Oh yeah, that was the teacher. Uh, yeah, the pervy teacher. They're like, right. you haven't been here long enough. Yeah, uh, Jesse tells TC he's going to the movies to see Gladiator. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you how long ago this mm-hmm. took place. And TC says, I know it's you're going to go see a girl, but be careful because Miss Marie will be angry, and that girl won't do very well down here in the tombs. So that's already you planting the seed that there's some danger involved. Yes. in you dating this girl. You could see that he was not thrilled with his life living down there. No. Current day, the one-eyed teacher guy is fighting Cassidy. Uh, they give the uh, the teacher guy a chainsaw to fight Cassidy. Doesn't matter. Cassidy kills him anyway, he, and he feels bad about it. Like, he didn't want to kill him, but he had to. Jesse knocks Cassidy out and tells Jody and TC he's not my friend, and then kicks Cassidy in the head uh. to prove he's not his friend. Yeah. He says if he's going to keep fighting, he needs blood. Uh, we need to get him some blood. Uh, he convinces them he's on their side, and they leave. So he's like, yeah, this guy, I don't like this guy. He's a piece of crap. So they walk out, whatever they're going to go do. Jesse says to Cassidy, I told you you were going to hate me. And Cassidy says, yeah, you were right. Now, when the next thing happened, did you know what was going on? No. Jesse picks My up Lord. this giant machete, and he, you see him swinging it at Cassidy, and that's it. First I thought, did I see that right? Because I didn't, I was like, what is happening? Did you back it up? No, I knew it was cat, but for, for a second, I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Tulip is driving down the road like crazy with Madame Boyd in her car. Uh, she's, and so Boyd says, I meant what I said. I'm not helping Jesse out of that spell. And she says, because Jesse L'Angel is the worst person she ever loved. Flashback. What the what? So she's on the couch with young Jesse, uh, and her name's Sabina. And she's trying to make out with him, and he's sort of cold about it. Yeah. And she says, you still thinking about that girl from Texas, Tulip? And he's like, no, no, no. 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 Her brother Kenny's there, very friendly guy. Um, he knows that, uh, uh, so she says, we're about to make out. Go get customers. Yeah. She so puts a sandwich board on, and he goes to find more clients yeah. for her. Because she's a, she's a mystic. She's yeah. a fortune teller kind of thing. 
She strips down her underwear. And, oh, uh, this is a rough scene. Yeah, she says, you know, I'm going to beat your grandma at her own game. I'm going to put her out of business. I'm going to crush her. And then Jesse starts thinking about the tombs and what TC said. And so he realizes that if he continues this relationship and this woman's going to be a good girl's going to be a competitor, it's going to end up bad for her. Yeah. And him. <laughs> so, right. So he gets up to leave. He says, it was nice making out with you and kissing you and stuff, but I can't risk my family business on you. I'm going to inherit uh, Angelville and your trash. And oh, uh, yeah. he says, I got to get out of here. He goes, and she's like, what? And he says to her, get it. Got it. Good. Yeah. Which comes up later, later. in the episode. Uh, she screams in anger. She's obviously a lifetime of anger at him for that. Present day, she says to Tulip, there's more to the story. And Tulip's like, shut up. Uh, Savage. She doesn't want to hear it. Right. Jody's in the truck with Jesse. They're on a run going to a liquor store. And because uh, he said something in the tombs about we need to get liquor for, uh, the, you know, get people intoxicated who come there. Um, he tells Jesse he's going to destroy his friend Cassidy. And Jesse says, you keep calling him my friend. He's a cheating, drug-addicted, piece-of-shit Irish vampire. You can chop him up, give him blood, and do it all again. The money will just keep rolling in. Like, I, I, this guy's awful. I have nothing to do with him. He's crap. Don't say he's my friend. Yeah. So they go to the convenience store to buy liquor, and Jesse sees there's an ice cream store across the parking lot. And he says, you want ice cream? And the guy's like, yeah. Jody's like, yeah, get me whatever, swirl, whatever. And then as he goes in the liquor store, Jesse goes to the back of the truck and gets a box of something. And then uh, he goes to a shipping store. And he... Tells the guy I want to ship something, and the guy's like, "Well, you know," he said something like, "Don't put any uh, liquids, breakables, poisonous, you know, bad, yeah. dangerous liquids or breakables or guns." Yeah. And he goes, "There won't be any liquids," which is <laughs> like, there could be guns. Yeah. And then he said something like, "Don't look at the dicks or something." He said something like that. Don't look at the dicks. He said something like that to Jesse, like, "Don't look at the penises." He said something like that. <laughs> I didn't write oh, it down. I need to go back and watch that part. If you know what he said, you can. Again, don't look at the dingle until no, he, didn't say, <laughs> he said something that I guess was supposed to be amusing. I don't know. Um, anyway, he's uh filling up a box with peanuts, shipping peanuts, and he puts like a limb in it. You're like, what the hell's that? And it turns out it's parts of Cassidy. Oh, lord. And so he's putting a leg, an arm, a hand. And Cassidy's in the box talking to him. Yeah, Cassidy's <laughs> head's there, like, you ought to go and cut me up. Why don't you just do like a, a suit, a skin suit? <laughs> he says, this isn't the way to do it. So it was just funny because his legs in the box, his arms in the box, oh, his man. torsos in the box. So he seals them up with uh, uh, with a package of blood, and he puts a la- tap tapes it up, and he puts New Orleans on it, and he figures he'll ship them to New Orleans. New Orleans, casual. Uh, Tulips on the road. She's lost. Uh, Sabina Boyd tells her the rest of the story. She says he broke my heart twice. Flashback to the tombs. Sabina Boyd's brother Kenny. Mm runs in and challenges him to a fight to defend his sister's honor. He's like, you're calling my sister trash. So they fight. And he chokes Jesse. Jesse chokes him. He wins. Kills Kenny. Mm. Oh, my God. They killed Kenny. Yeah. Oh, God. Did anyone else realize that? No. Do I have that in the system here? Hold on. Oh, my God. They killed Kenny. <laughs> I, I should have tweeted that last night. Oh, no, but I'm man. That's funny. Oh my God, they killed Kenny. Anyway, so <laughs> there they killed Kenny. He kills Kenny. Uh, anyway, um, and then he stands up and yells, Are you not entertained? From Gladiator, oh, man. which is the movie he said he was going to yeah. go see. Then he stomps the brother's skull. Ugh. And Tulip says, Back in present day, you're lying. She puts a gun to her head and she puts her in the trunk. Yeah. 
Back at the shipping store, the uh, dude that worked there oh, man. sees blood on the floor, follows it, and the Cassidy box is empty. He got out, and he's going wherever he's going. That was fast. That was fast. That yeah. was super fast. He didn't seem to grow his arm back completely because he had like a stick on his arm. Well, because they found his hand in the tomb. So one right, hand he didn't have the hand right. His one hand is still missing his right hand. He's got to grow it back. Right? Does he grow it back? I yeah. I don't know because... Oh, he has to put it on and attach it? I think he has it? to like attach it or something. You think he put his pieces of his abdomen back together? I don't think he I did that. I don't know how it just kind of well, happens. How, well, how did it happen when you did it? When I did it. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, down in the tombs again, TC tells Jody that Cassidy escaped, that he chewed himself free because he sees the hand there. Yes. Uh, Jesse returns to the center of the tomb floor, puts the hat on, ready to start the show again. He makes three announcements. I'm going to abbreviate most of them. He says, uh, uh, somebody with a shitty car, because you your alarm's going off. Why the oh, hell yeah. do you even have an alarm? There's a Toyota Corolla or something. Yeah. It, please, I'm not offending Corolla owners. Don't get all like, no, oh, I just, Right. It was like a young kid. Right. Uh, he says, two, God is gone. He's testing us. And as I look around at all of you paying to watch suffering, it's no wonder God has quit on us. And then one guy goes, well, it's the third one. He says, the tombs are closed. Get out. And Jody did not look happy at that point. Uh, no, he looked pissed. Uh, then Cassidy comes down the steps singing, oh, Danny boy. And he's looking for a fight. I, I'm not sure why he wants to fight Jesse. I understand he's mad he cut him up, but he did it for his own good. So why would you go back to the place where they torture you. He's just still so mad over Tulip, I think. Right, but why are you going back? Why are you going back there where they're going to kill you and treat you like a vampire and kill you? And keep also, wasn't you the love spray? Uh, it was fallen in the tomb by a grate. He wanted to get that back. Oh, son of a bitch. That's why he went. Yep. I for- I couldn't figure out what that was. Remember like when... Yeah, when he's fighting Jesse, yeah, he looked he over at the grate. Yeah, he looking at the grate. It was, it was the, the love spray. spray. It was the little spray So bottle. that's why he yeah. went back for yeah. it. Yeah. He went back to get it and needed, he needed to uh, he needed cover. It. Yeah. All right, thank you. You're welcome. This is why I listen to the podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Jody looks like he's going to fight Cassidy, and Je- Jesse says, I'll take first crack at him. Um, tulip, you cut the tulip. She has her head down on the steering wheel like she's resting. And then God goes by on the motorcycle. She misses it. She misses it. She wanted a sign. She missed it. She missed it. <laughs> she uh, literally missed her sign from God. Cassidy's fighting Jesse. Uh, he, Jesse flips Cassidy onto the ground. He says, stay down. He doesn't, gets back up again, throws him down, tells him to stay down. This was a rough scene. Then Tulip comes in. She walks in the tombs, and she sees the fight going on, and Cassidy's on the ground. What did you think was going to happen at that point? Jesse was so crazy, I thought he was going to do it, because Jesse was holding a wooden stake in his hand. I thought maybe he'd put it down, like, once he saw Tulip, but he did not. He He was kind of unhinged. He drove the stake, not through his heart, but through his back. Yeah. Because if you put it through his heart, he would die. You put it right. I think you put it right. Wooden stake through a vampire. Yep, whatever. garlic and wooden stakes. I mean, I there are different theories as to whether or not garlic. Uh, well, garlic keeps you away. Keeps him away. Doesn't kill. Right. Him. Silver bullets Silver is for bullets. werewolves and. Yeah, I thought those were vampires too. But spinach, I know wooden stake. Spinach in their is heart. for Popeye still. <laughs> I got that. Spinach is for Popeye. Anyway, I am what I am. He stabs Cassidy through the back. Uh. And uh, he yells out, who needs God? The tombs are back in business. And he walks over to Tulip and he says, we'll oh, be doing man. that every night. He says, I'm a long <laughs> And if they don't like it, they can leave. And then he says, get it? Got, Got it? it? Good. Good. And that's when I realized he was protecting Tulip the same way. Yeah. Trying to scare her off. Um, but now at this point, does she believe Madam Boyd? 
because she sees he's crazy. I think she's leaning towards believing her now. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. She had said this place brings out the wor- yep. worst in him. Uh, Tula pulls up to a clearing somewhere in the woods. And so I don't know how we got to this point. They don't explain. Well, they sort of explain it. The one-eyed teacher comes up to the car who Cassidy killed. I, I don't understand this. You know, I'll explain to you. Okay, well, okay. The one-eyed teacher comes up to the car and she says, it took you long enough. Or what took you so long? And then... Cassidy is wearing the skin suit he said that he was going to wear to get out the last time. When he said to him, why don't you just put a skin suit on me? He he cut the guy's skin off and was wearing it like a costume. But it was like so perfect. It didn't look like it was... It's a TV show. I know, but that's why it was well, a little Well, if you cut the... Come on, you know, what did you do when you did it? <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a whisperer. <laughs> All right, well, the whispers do it. Anyway, he put the, the skin on, the bone, whatever he did. Puts the lotion in the basket. In the basket, hello. Uh, and uh, and it's it's him. He took off the, the... Yeah. Right, okay. And so they drive off. Cassidy says, look, it's not Jesse's fault. He's a product of his environment. Look, we have freedom. We can go anywhere we want. We can go to New York and California. We can drive. And she stops at a bus stop for him huh. to get out. And he says, I won't leave without you. I love you. And Tulip says, but I don't love you. Ouch. Ouch. Burn. So Cassidy's holding the love potion in his hand. What did you think at that point? I, th- I first, th- first I thought he was going to spray it. Like just, you know, when he said, look at me or something. He's like, I got something. I got one more thing I yeah, tell Yeah, and then I realized, I'm like, he's not going to do it. He had his finger on the pump, but didn't go through with it. How often does that happen to you? <laughs> I have my finger on the pump. <laughs> or or a guy in the car with you has his finger on the pump. Uh, well, you were in a guy. You were in a car with a guy, and he, he put your finger on the pump. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, the love potion did not work no, in, that, no. in that particular <laughs> instance as well. So there you go. Life imita- imitating oh, life. Man. So he doesn't use the potion. He gets out. And he heads to the bus to go to New Orleans. He gets on the bus, and did you notice who was sitting behind him on the bus? Yes. What a boy! Uh, how the hell did she get on there? How how? If you missed it, it's Lara from the Grail. Yeah, she was sitting back. Jenny, she was sitting back there. <laughs> now, aka Jenny. Did she? I mean, they didn't. She didn't know. So it's coincidence. It has but to the be. But co- look at her face. Seemed like it totally wasn't. So. But even if they were spying on them, they didn't know where she was going to stop. Yeah, I, I don't know. That kind of blew my mind a little bit. I'm like, what? So was she getting on the bus to go back to New Orleans to go back to an office or some meeting place? They better explain that. They better because I. I'm calling. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm 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 calling three sixteenths bullshit. Three sixteenths. Yeah. I'll support that because yeah, it's not quite a quarter bullshit. It's just right under that. If they say she knew, I. I uh, well, show me how she knew. T- yeah, tell us. Because like you said, you don't know where Tulip's going to stop the car. Right. Right. All right. So Tulip walks into Jesse's room at Angelville. She says she knows Jesse was being fake mean to protect her and Cassidy, just like the way he protected Madame Boyd. Tulip says, look, I don't need protection. I need a boyfriend who trusts me with shit. Now, what really happened to Kenny? Oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, uh, flashback. Same scene as we saw before. Kenny and, and Jesse are fighting. Jesse's begging him to stop. Please stop choking me. And he chokes him back to get him to stop, yeah. not to kill him. He's like, stop, stop. Like, he's like, cut it out. Like, like you know. The, don't do this. Anyway, he kills him. Mm. And Jody walks over, very proud, raises Jesse's hand, and he screams, are you not entertained? Yeah. 
So he did not deliberately and enjoy the situation. He didn't enjoy killing as him or really want to. Madam Boyd implied. Yeah. When she said she didn't like who? Jesse Leon. <laughs> All right. By the way, a new drinking game. You could take a drink every time I say that if you're old enough. If you're, <laughs> if you're old enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, they have sex because now Tulip forgave him. Yeah. Makeup sex. Makeup sex. Tulip hears a noise outside. It's Sabina in the trunk of the car. She forgot about her. She's like, whoops. She says to her, where are your people? I figured you would have called your people by now. She says, I told them not to come. She says, look, Tulip, you can break the spell by killing the person who cast the spell. And she says, well, what happens to me then? And if I do that, is there some retribution? Does Jesse's head fall off? Yeah. And why are you helping me? You hate Jesse. And she says, because I hate one person more than her, and that uh, more than Jesse. And, and that's, that's Grandma. Jima. <laughs> Miss Marie. What's her last name? All right. Longel. <laughs> so so uh, she says, you have to kill. You want him free, you have to kill the grandmother. Back to hell real quick. Uh, Sydney's still whipping the cowboy. Uh, there's blood all over her face. Yeah. Ugh. Satan is, seems to be impressed with how tough he is. As advertised. Uh, the cowboy says he wants the preacher. He's all want the preacher. And Satan says, I need you to go back up and bring them back to me. These two someones are threatening my big, beautiful expansion plan, so I thought of you. Again, I have to assume it's Hitler and Eugene. Yep. Because that's the only people that have escaped hell. But poor Eugene doesn't belong down there. Oh. Poor Eugene. I'll try to get the idea ready for next week. Okay. He says, I'm not giving you any guns. I don't want you shooting up cops and police precincts and everything else. Bring them back alive and you can have your guns. You can kill all the preachers you want. Cowboy turns around and did you see his back? Oh my God. He was like missing chunks like of his intestines. You could see his ribs. His bones and stuff. Yeah. She whipped off his entire back. Yeah. And he leaves there like a badass again. Yep. So. So does he... Just heal and like come back together, or is he going to be walking around Earth looking like that? I don't know. I want to know. I need to know these things. Like I don't know. He's not, does he heal down there, like Cassidy? I don't know what he does. Not a vampire. No, but he can't go walking around Earth like. Oh, he's got your, the, he put the coat your... on. As long as he wears his long jacket, we'll never know. But she like whipped him through the jacket. He's got. No, a, he's no. got to get a new. Oh no, he did take the no, jacket I took off. The jacket you're off. Right. He did take. Can't it off. ruin the jacket. The big duster. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. He'll put the jacket on. All right, let's get. Let's wrap this puppy up. Scenes from next <laughs> week. <puppy>. Cassidy, <laughs> you, Cassidy using a dating app called Bite Me goes on a date with oh. a vampire. Uh, Tulip tells Jesse about her plan to kill Grandma. Jima. Jima. Cassidy records a hostage tape. He's being held prisoner by the Grail. Jody kicks a door in, and he and some guy look like they're beating up Jesse and Tulip. We don't know why yet. Yeah. Tulip pulls a gun on Grandma, who tells Tulip that she saved her life, and every moment of your life is owed to me. Someone pulls a shotgun on them. Oh, damn. Uh, then Jody carries Jesse off over his shoulder, and then we see Jesse in the underwater coffin again that we saw when he was a little boy. That is oh, that is creepy, that part. This show's, I don't know if you know this, oh, man. show's effed up. I need, like, wine after I watch an episode just to calm, my, calm it down. Now, we talked about the crossover of playing uh, Easy, Easy Street. Street. And how I love it. But would it be wrong for you to engage in some 10-inch Daryl Dixon while watching Preacher? <laughs> would that be a crossover? Uh, I think it would be. Would that be like an Easter egg? Yeah. Speaking of which, have you ever owned an Easter egg? Uh, yes. The vibrating eggs? Oh, no. Hey! Well, I'm just asking. No, 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 no. The toys. The kids, like, they hop around. What, no, what you're thinking uh, of? Uh, well, what were you thinking Kids of? Kids I'm not thinking of anything. Oh, well, I don't know. All right, well. <laughs> On that note. It's definitely time. <laughs> what time is it? It's time, it's time to, to shut, shut this, this shit down. down. <laughs>